first presentation uh, will be by Andre Cesar and Yeri Novarato of, of Masaryk University. And their presentation is titled Transaction Politics, Networks of Czech Social Movement <coughs> Organizations 20 Years After Communism. Research uh, for our analysis with two, two main goals in mind. The first one was to explore, to, to describe the basic shape of cooperation networks among uh, Czech social movement organizations and to see whether uh, some uh, basic network properties that we are focusing on are somehow uh, uh, distributed in if there are some patterns of the distribution of the network properties, uh, especially centrality measures, according to the uh, theme or the issue that SMOs are focusing on. And the second goal of our research was uh, we were trying to explain what accounts for the, for the uh, what accounts for the variation of the cent some centrality measures uh, among social movement organizations. Uh, our uh, Theoretical framework is uh, based on the notion of so-called transactional activism, uh, which was introduced by Sidney Terrell and Sveta Petrova uh, to describe the current state of contemporary state of civil societies, especially in post-communist countries, Central, Central and Eastern Europe. So we basically we distinguish uh, between the participatory and the transactional activism. Uh, the participatory activism can be described as a kind of a activity of civil society organizations that are basically focusing on the mob like mobilizing people. These organizations are usually very well uh, socially embedded within the population, uh, within communities. And as far as their economy is concerned, they are usually heavily dependent on individual contributions or membership fees and so on. Uh, on the other hand, there is a so-called transactional activism, which is uh, rather like detached from the population, it's not so well socially embedded. Uh, this, like social movement organizations within this, this stream or within this field are more focusing on the, on the interactions, on the cooperation with each other, on the interaction with elites and with the state, with the institutions. And as far as the economy is concerned, they are more uh, depending on the, on, on the external funding, especially foreign funding, <coughs> funding from uh, uh, foreign institutions and so on. So sometimes th these, uh, these SMOs are sometimes called like um, advocates without, without members because they are not relying on the, on the membership. They are more, they are trying like to promote some goals, but they are not very, very uh, well embedded among the population. Uh, so uh, as far as our descriptive part is concerned, we expect that uh, we will find within our cooperation networks two type, two type of uh, patterns. The one is like uh, the pattern of, of uh, very dense networking structures, which is uh, typical for transactional activism. And then we will find out that uh, the old or participatory activism is like some, some, somewhat less connected. 
Uh, as far as the explanatory part is concerned, uh, we expect that the exposure to the international assistance programs or the dependence on the external funding on foreign, foreign funding is uh, promoting uh, or is, is uh, rising the capability of organizations to to interact to to be to be network, to, to be very active like within the network in networking with other organizations. So this is the brief characteristics of our data. Uh, we were focusing on the major social movement sectors in Czech Republic. Uh, our data set uh, consists of uh, 220 social movement organizations that were uh, interviewed. Uh, yeah. We use the standardized questionnaire. Uh, we understand the transitional activism uh, or a transitional capacity to be more precise as, as, uh, as consisting of or to, as, as having two aspects. Uh, one is the horizontal, which means that uh, organizations are like more interacting among each other. Uh, and the vertical aspects means that the organ this is the transactional capacity that, that is focusing or that is uh, taking, taking part, especially to, uh, towards the state institutions or foreign international agencies, international organizations, and so on. Uh, but uh, in our research, we are focusing just on the horizontal aspect. So we are we are we were not focusing on the on these ties for, uh, between organizations and state institution, institutions and political elites. So uh, concerning the horizontal horizontal transactional capacity, we operationalize this as like or we see two dimensions of this of this capacity. Uh, for us, uh, there were like two, two basic, or these, these two dimensions were operationalized as the all degree centrality measure, which stands for the like instant practical uh, interactions between organizations, and uh, some kind of a structural structural position, which is the second dimension, which we measure <laughs> with the between the centrality and this should be this should be covering the like the capacity of organization to control the flow of, of information within the network, uh, flow of know-how and so on. So these are the two two basic two two indicators of the transactional capacity of social movement organizations. But, but what are the vertical then? Because you say Excuse me? In the former slide, yeah. uh, you say two dimensions of horizontal capacity, yeah. but you do not. I do not see the vertical one. Yeah, uh, uh, as I said, uh, we were not focusing on the vertical oh. vertical dimension. So we are planning to do this, but uh, so far we did just the horizontal dimension. Of so yeah, no, no. Okay, so this is the uh, this is the basic picture of the uh, interaction network. Uh, uh, of Czech social movement organizations, uh, which is quite well connected. Uh, we see that there are seven seven small subnetworks that are that are detached from the from this large subnetwork. So uh, it's like more than 95% of social movement organizations in our research that were 
that were connected with the with the cooperation ties. So one one isolate here. Uh, to see uh, whether the the issue or the the topic of the organization is connected or is somehow related to their uh, network centrality, uh, we draw this this network and we saw that the basically oh, this is very small, but uh, that uh, the organizations that are more focusing on the post-materialistic post issues are, are situated rather within the core of the network. They have, they have larger, usually larger uh, all degree centrality than the like labor unions, agrarians, organizations, or social services providing organizations that are usually situated on the periphery of the network. Uh, and uh, to see whether there is a relation between the external funding and the uh, centrality of the organization within the cooperation network. Again, we draw the, the all degree centrality of the, of the organizations and visualize the, the I'm not sure that, that you can see it, visualize the, the ratio of the internally aggregated resources. So again, we, uh, it's quite clear that uh, organizations that have a very, very small, small proportion of inter like uh, inter internally aggregated resources, which mean uh, membership fees, uh, selling books, selling services, and so on, they are, these are situated again within the core of the network. While the organizations that are heavily dependent on their own resources are again. On the on the periphery, we did this for, uh, we did this to uh, to picture just for the all, all degree centrality measures. But uh, when we did it for the betweenness measure, the, the pictures were basically the same. It's probably the network is quite well centralized, so the pattern was also there. We also looked for the for the strong components within the cooperation network. And found out that the, the largest uh, largest components that are uh, like mutually connected are again composed of the organizations that are focusing on post-materialistic issues. That means human rights protection, environmental issues, and so on. While the labor unions and social provision, social social services providing organizations are creating just small small strong components, and usually they are not they are not included in strong components. This is just the half of our sample that is included in the strong components. And again, we did the same for the, the same visualization, just showing uh, that, again, the, the, the largest strong component within our network is composed of organizations that are very like heavily dependent on external funding or external resources. Finally, uh, this is our explanatory model. Uh, we did a regression analysis and were trying to include, except the variables that, uh, that were like most of our interest, which means the, the structure, the structure of funding, or the, the resources of organizations. We are also included the uh, variables that are usually 
associated with the uh, high level high level centrality of social movement organizations like uh, uh, number of issues or the years of existence and so on. So research done by Maria Diane, by the way. So uh, basically there were two, two, or there are two main conclusions based on this, uh, based on this model. We found out that the, that the attributes or variables that, uh, that are probably in the Western, Western context uh, associated with the high centrality uh, uh, measures of social movement organizations, that, that this doesn't take place here, that the, the betas are really low. And uh, on the other hand, we see that uh, the, depend the dependence on the EU grants accounts for a quite large proportion of the variance of the network centrality positive correlation. So we can assume or conclude that uh, like the, the ratio of or the, 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 the stronger the exposure of social movement organizations to the uh, funding from European Union funds, uh, the better the centrality position or the transaction capacity to, to speak in these terms, the better the uh, transaction capacity uh, of social movement organizations. No, I don't think so. Maybe I'll, I'll just add uh, the context of this paper. Uh, it's uh, contextualized in the debate on uh, civil society in, in post-communist countries. And basically, this contribution which uh, we are trying to make is uh, to kind of kind of criticize the received wisdom of this debate, which uh, basically uh, what many people share is that, uh, first, there are no capable organizations, society organizations in post-communist countries, and uh, the reason behind is usually their external dependence, right? Dependence on external funding, their inability to mobilize resources <coughs> internally, to mobilize people and individual contributions. And uh, what we, we actually try to do by this introduction of transaction uh, activism, uh, which, we, uh, which we take, which we took from from Sitero uh, and Zeta Petrova, was to show that uh, these programs indeed actually help to build something that maybe they didn't build uh, organizations able to get people participate, but uh, they were able to you know, induce them to engage in networking and cooperation. So basically that there is some kind of civil society in both of those countries. of, of you know, 
representation you know, at, at committee meetings, at regular, you know, in terms of regular visits from, from Brussels to the region or to the locality, which would overcome the need for organisations to have presence in Brussels. So if you disaggregate what you have there as EU grants in terms of these different types of grants, you might actually find different sorts of results for different organisations. So organisations that are well-placed to locate themselves in Brussels become players for really big amounts of money, generally speaking. Whereas those organisations which are maybe more local or regional in size and location are players with those sorts of grants which are strategically designed to bring Brussels to the locality or bring Brussels to the region. I mean, there are, there are many of those sorts of grants available. But, yeah, okay. But we didn't, we didn't study those you know, NGOs or organizations which are active on, on, the, on the European level. So we were interested in, in domestic organizations and, and wanted to see uh, the influence of all money related, related to the EU, uh, to mostly commission funding. But these money are obviously distributed through different than many channels. So yeah. those money are distributed through ministries and uh, in private foundations and, and, and other agencies. But these are like, uh, at the end of the day, these are, these are uh, EU, uh, EU grants. We did also some qualitative, more qualitatively oriented research, uh, focus on, on, on uh, particle sectors of political activism. And uh, we basically learned the same. Uh, that uh, I can mention uh, feminist organizations or women rights organizations, which, uh, as we learn, were clearly mobilized by by those EU money. In, in, of course, that in in a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. Because they, uh, in order to get funding, they had to comply with the requirements, blah blah blah, uh, and administrative. Uh, not only uh, uh, requirements in terms of, uh, for example, issues, but yeah. also administrative requirements. But in this context, uh, in which the country was uh, in the 90s, basically this money in, uh, in this uh, women's rights sector meant kind of you know, politicization and, and mobilization of those organizations. Uh, yeah. Um, I'd like just a clarification on, on, on of your findings because you, in, in, the, in the first part, you made put, you put quite a stress on the fact that uh, uh, degree should go, should be more linked to a certain type of uh, of control of resources, uh, whereas uh, between uh, should be linked uh, to other types of or to other roles, the control of the flows of information, communication, what you call nominal. Tied. But then the model here suggests that uh, the model works exactly the same way in the, in, the, in the two cases. So I was wondering whether there is something that I'm missing here, or this doesn't surprise me because if you look in general terms, that the correlation between the degree scores and between scores is, is, is always very, very high. So it's not surprising to me at all that the, the models work exactly in the same way. But uh, I was wondering how this matches with the, with, with the kind of premise you, 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 you made that seemed to suggest, if I, if I got it right, that there were quite a, two different processes at, at play. This was the way how to operationalize those two dimensions, right? Yeah. So um, we could basically decide to make some kind of a 
I don't know, summing index like to uh, not to differentiate between these, these like uh, how to put it. Maybe it would be like much more clearer to 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 see how it works. So when the the there would, there would be like different different shape of the network. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that uh, the now it looks that the, the, the numbers are basically the same as for all degree and for between us, but this is just because of the, the shape of the network, which is well centralized. So maybe with some different networks, to be like be better, like to differentiate between like you know these uh, these two these two dimensions. They look the same because of the, the network is very homogeneous. Could, could, could you clarify a little bit more? Uh, I, I, I do not understand anything of it. Uh, so you have 220 organizations. Yeah. Did you interview one person per organization? Yeah. And what is then the tie, a tie between two organizations? Uh, each representative of organization was uh, asked to uh, tell us about the uh, projects or most important partners that they are cooperating with. So each each of uh, the representatives gave us the, the list of organizations they are cooperating with. Okay. And in, in certain activities or was that specified or is there something like a strength of a tie or whatsoever? Yeah, the question was, uh, could you please name the most important... According to their importance, name yeah. groups and organizations and networks that your group cooperates, consults, communicates with. And that is why you get a directed network, because uh, the direction of the tie is okay. then that that person mentioned other yeah. organizations, and that is why you have also strong components. Yeah. Uh, and, and what are you doing now with the decree? Are you then uh, taking away the direction of the lines? Because you have now uh, a, a, a dependent variable, the decree. Is that the out decree, in decree, or is that uh, the overall decree? What is that? It's the, it's the, overall, it's the overall degree because we're, we were thinking about uh, whether to use the in degree measure or the out degree measure, but uh, it was to avoid like a bias when because some organizations uh, could like the representative organization could remember just just some some uh, if we would use just the in degree it, it could so, but but you simply made it undirected the network no uh, uh, I, we were uh, no the the network is still directed but uh, I think when you are when you are using all degree, you are working with uh, with the uh, directed network. The sum, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's on, on, sorry, we joined that on this point. One possible one thing you might want to consider is that if you if you have a, if you have a restricted uh, restricted uh, range of options, you say name up to three, four, five responses. Then in terms of all degree. The out degree you, you get is severely constrained. So if you, if you treat together in degree and out degree, you have your uh, leveling out effect, which results from the fact that you are, you are you regarding to each organization as a constant. 
So I don't know what else is, but uh, I, I would personally, if, if the problem is uh, who is more, as, as we are linked to issues of control of resources, etc., I think I would rather stick to the individual from people because you, but we need my personal. Okay. We can talk about that more later. Um, when you were talking about density in this model um, and, and talking about the way that these organizations form ties, it made me think of Brian Uzi's argument on over-embeddedness, which is basically the idea that even though networks may prove useful in general for organizations, there may be some organizations that use networks too much so that networks become, in a sense, dysfunctional. And I was wondering if you'd considered that there might be certain regions of this network that have become dysfunctional, that they become over-embedded, because perhaps the ties become too inbred. Have you got a, a, perhaps a way to, to parse the ties and see which ones are really helping the organizations and which ones are hindering more? We're not working with this type of argument. Just, I'm not quite sure that it's like useful for, you know, uh, yeah, we just simply took that, uh, you know, the bigger the, the bigger the degree, the, the, the more exchange of material resources. Mm -hmm. So, oh, so it's like functionality or yeah, we didn't treat this. Well, I guess what I'm suggesting is that there may be a nonlinear effect, so that some parts of the network See. function such that more network works do mean more control of resources, but there may be other regions of the network um, that have become over embedded. That is, they've relied on networks too much. So rather than having the networks expand their accessibility to information, the networks themselves might become restricted. Yeah, it's an interesting argument. You definitely think about it. Like. And one way to do that would be to, to, to run it, um, to try to split the networks and look at not just what's the effect of the overall network, but try to look at what are effects of regions of the network on, on the way that the organization yeah, you're quite new to the field, so you're trying to, you know, but thanks, thanks. Yeah, please. Do, do, do you know? Oh, sorry. Okay. Can I go? Okay. Oh, you want to go no, first? No, 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 uh, I come later. So, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I think I have two, two comments. Um, first, um, you might want to use in your estimation and confirm ties, because here, if I understood correctly, you use both, right? You make this personal interviews and they can name as many organizations. I think you presented the full list of the 120 and they simply could mark. So then what you normally have is that outsider organization, I mean, that is what I learned, then they have a tendency to mark extreme uh, high numbers of organizations they cooperate with. So they overestimate their true ties. And the, especially the less they are important, the more they do this. And so they cooperate with everybody on yeah. So now if you do not confirm ties, making it symmetric, so that you only say if organization I marks organization J, and also J marks I, you can do this, then this is a real tie, otherwise it's not. And then you have a symmetric network. And then you will get rid of these over um, uh, 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 estimation. 
And uh, the thing is, if you now make your estimation, you have two processes in the data. One is this over um, reporting um, measurement of uh, outsiders, and the other one are the true ones. So, so there is a bias in your data this way you are estimating it, and so you cannot um, um, identify the true process ge generating what you are looking after. That is one suggestion, and you can easily do it. And uh, second is uh, um, you have to be careful, I think, with uh, first, may, mainly, if I, I cannot see it correctly, but it's right me that the most variance is simply picked up by the constant, right? So this is cross-organization. It's not, not longitudinal data you are estimating, right? No. So it's a cross. So then uh, um, I think that the interpretation of this high correlation with the EU forms it's, uh, it's dangerous to do this. Only what you get is a correlation. It could be vice versa. That the EU simply identifies the most central organization and gives money to them. So you cannot say what you did. The, these are the money is, is uh, causes the centrality. It could be vice versa. You cannot with a simple regression. You cannot identify this. So it's only an interpretation thing. Correlation is there. Yeah. But um, I, 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 I could also imagine the other way around. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you're definitely right, but we are just, you know, we are dealing with some theory, so we were like trying well, to. Well, but this is the point that there is theory behind. So there is a theory which we are trying to test. Uh, that there is a theory saying that there is a relation between uh, between funding or mechanisms of resource access and then uh, position of uh, an organization in the network. So it's not only that it's uh, kind of you know pitching teachings in correlation, but there is a kind of you know, theoretical argument which is behind. Yeah, but you cannot statistically support it by your regression levels. That's what I'm telling you. I, may, I, maybe yes. it's, it's a nice theory, maybe not, but uh, with, with this kind of analysis, you cannot simply support it. Right. So if I come up with a theory, it's simple. The EU only looks for the most central organization and gives money to them. It's also, it's, maybe it's a simple yeah. theory, but it's a theory, and it's supported by the data. Yeah. So you cannot simply, you, you yeah. would need some, some other things to, to really come up with like the like it, it depends on the time period which is covered yes. by the EU grant. Mm -hmm. if, if, if they ask them what the most important part in the last year or so, and if the information about the EU grant dates back to five years, this might work. Yes, of course, that's why I asked if this is long enough to as long as it's not, yeah. not identified as mm -hmm. yeah. a yeah. It's only a suggestion. It's not thanks. A yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. We have time for one more question. And even if it's longitudinal, I mean, your argument is that more resources will um, induce more activity, right? More external <coughs> or uh, yeah, external foreign, foreign, like yeah, yeah resources. But you don't find, let's say, uh, the annual income also refers to the organization, I, I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so that's also resources. So, and I can also easily. Um, come up with another reason, let's say um, EU grants will uh, make requirements for those organizations obtaining the grants to become more active. And you don't find an effect of other sources of income, such as this annual income parameter. So what, what's really happening then? Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, we don't have to answer right now. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> okay. Mm 
one more question. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so what what I'm missing is is let's say uh, uh, all those organizations have certain uh, aims that they try to realize, and what I saw earlier is that at least uh, you distinguished something like four different groups yeah. dependent of uh, depending on. Uh, yeah, the, the, the blue one and the oh, other yeah, one. So that are different different fields where organizations are active in. Uh, and what you assume, of course, is that uh, uh, particularly collaboration is taking place within those fields uh, and not across those fields. That is also why you find these strong components here. So why, uh, why don't you um, use a more sophisticated statistical approach where you do not look only, for example, at the, at the, at the degree, but also on, on other types of uh, network characteristics. And there is a marvelous program, P2, developed also by Tom Snyders and his crew, where you can look at other characteristics, transitivity and such things like that, but where you could also introduce, uh, let's say, how likely it is that two organizations within one field, whether they are blue or not, whether they are connected with one another, uh, rather, uh, and whether there is more likely symmetry between, within those groups and such things like that. So I really, you really should look at, at P2 model, for example. Yeah, um, yeah, as I said, we are just in the process of, okay. yeah, but yeah. thanks for the suggestion. Okay. Thank you.